With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live.
the Lord bless your children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength, our redeemer, our very, very present help in a time of trouble. We thank God for the privilege and the opportunity to worship him one more time in spirit and in truth. God has been very good to each of us, and we reverence him. We honor him. We give him all glory and all praise for who he is and what he is to us. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Hello, you know who you the um, Council of the Lord. First, the Council of the Lord. Thank God for everything that he has revealed to us up until this point in regards to the importance of seeking counsel from the Lord before we launch out on uh, various endeavors. Let's find out what the Lord has to say. We looked at capital A in our outline, wisdom in a king. Very important for leaders and those in positions of authority to operate in the wisdom of God. If not, they can do a lot of damage in people's lives. Uh, we looked at First Kings chapter 22. Uh, verse 5, we also looked at First Samuel chapter 30, verse 8, capital B, loved ones. It's important to uh, keep loved ones in the proper perspective. It's very easy if we are not careful to make loved ones out to be to be gods. Ezra 10 and 3, Matthew 10, 36, capital C, knowing and doing. Now, it's one thing to, to seek counsel and to receive counsel from God, it's another thing to implement it or put it into practice. Luke twelve forty seven, James four and seventeen. Capital D. We looked at yesterday. How are you building? How are you building? Each one of us is building his or her life in a certain way and according to a uh, scheme or a blueprint. My prayer and my encouragement to you is build as the Lord directs. Matthew seven twenty four, First Corinthians chapter three verse twelve, and it brings us on down to capital E in our outline. Be sure it's him. Be sure it's him. Uh, you know, oftentimes uh, there can be confusion uh, as to whether it's the Lord speaking to us or someone else. Be sure it is him. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 14, verse 28. You are sure to be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Matthew chapter 14, what? verse 28 from the New International Version. Our scripture reads as follows. Peter replied, Lord, if it's you, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Be sure, capital E, be sure. It is him. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we thank you today for being who you are and doing what you do. We appreciate you. We exalt you. Father, you have blessed us so many 
different ways, so many different times, just as you don't get tired of blessing us and being good to us. Father, we don't get tired of praising you and appreciating you. Thank you, Father, sincerely. We appreciate you, Father, for selecting us before the foundations of the earth were ever laid to be members of your holy family. We thank you so much, Father. It is not so much that we chose you, but that you chose us. And we give you all glory, honor, and praise. We pray, Father, that the words of my mouth today and the meditations of my heart, they will be acceptable in your sight. I pray, Father, that that those under the sound of my voice today, wherever they may be and whenever they may hear these words, may they be a special blessing added to their lives. May blind eyes be opened, deaf ears be unstopped, confused minds receive clarity. May the lame walk and the cripple be healed. Father, let all that is done today as we gather together in worship Let your name, which is above all other names, gain all the glory, the honor, and the praise. We trust that you are going to do these things for us as we are touching and agreeing in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, amen and amen. Capital E, be sure it is him. We see here, children of God, a very familiar passage of scripture. Uh, Jesus doing a strange thing to his disciples. Jesus had performed many miracles, but now he is doing something that his disciples had not seen before. And sometimes, children of God, when God, as long as he do things uh one of the saints is saying, according to our plan or in a way that we consider normal, we'd be okay with that. But sometimes God will throw you a curveball. Sometimes God will throw you a change-up. Now, you know, change-up in baseball, if I'm, if I'm correct, it looked like one thing until the very last minute. Then it changed up, and it's something totally different. Jesus had walked to his disciples before just not on water. Here he is uh, manifesting a different dimension of the power of God. And the disciples, like many of us, when God starts manifesting a different dimension of his power, can be a little shook up. We can become afraid. We can be filled with doubt. We can be insecure. We can be all sorts of things. But God wants somebody today to keep in mind that God can do anything he wants any way he wants. Keep that in mind. Just, just, just keep that in mind. And this is why we, as children of God, we always want to remain in a, in a state of eager expectation. We know God's going to bless us when we do like he say. We just don't know how God's going to bless us. We just don't know when God don't going to bless us. We just don't know where God is going to bless us. Jesus comes to his disciples in a way that's different 
from the ways he had come before. See, you you got to understand, child of God, and, and be very careful so you don't find yourself blaspheming. Just because God do something different, that don't mean it's not God. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you have never heard anything about a church worshiping every day. You never heard anything about that before. All you knew was Wednesday night Bible study and Sunday morning worship service. Well, be careful. Be careful with it, with your mouth when you see God do some things different. Well, see, here at the Christian Center, we've seen a precedence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't just jump out here and start decide that we're going to just, just go uh, every, with everyday worship. We saw a precedence, and we found in Scripture, in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, that when, the, big, when the, the, the early saints were first filled with the Holy Spirit and the church age began, that was the template that God laid down for the church. The believers continued to meet together every day in the temple courts. These were strong Christians. These were Christians that were, that were strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. These were Christians that were receiving much grace. These were Christians that were, were, were in line with the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Now, they were not perfect. They had their issues, but God was pleased. Listen, listen. God, you think he likes to bless you every day and don't want to be blessed by you every day? If that's what you think, then, then maybe uh, yeah, I, you, I'm preaching to the wrong person. God blesses us every day. God said, who do you think puts air in your mortal body? Who do you think has put life and health? And who do you think is supplying the food? Who do you think? God said, I could shut up the heavens for four years if I chose to, and most of you all die. But God says, I bring rain at the appointed time. God says, I keep the sun at an appropriate distance. God says, I'm doing all kinds of things for you all. I'm doing things for you all in seen realms. I'm doing things for you all in unseen realms. And God said, the same way that I enjoy blessing you, God says, I want you to enjoy blessing me. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. David was very rich. David was very handsome. David had it going on. He was very close to God. He was a worshiper. He was a prophet. David, and David come to understand with all of this, had more money than he could spend, had more wives than he knew what to do with, had more than, I just got to bless God at all times. His praises will continue. David, so what I'm, what I'm looking to do here is not only, see, see not only does your praise Help God bless you or put God in a position where he wants to bless you for now. But your praise and your blessing of God positions you for future blessings. Now, I don't just want to be blessed by God today in 2015. I want to be blessed by God wherever I am in 2025. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Why? Because I want the Lord. One reason is because I want the Lord blessing me at all times. What if God just decided to stop the way some of us have just decided to stop? What if God just decided to stop giving us food to eat? What if God just decided to stop giving us water to drink? What if God just decided to stop letting oxygen be on the face of the planet? What if God just decided? to stop. Be sure 
attempt. Be sure. Be sure. Be, God is doing something different. And part of the reason the Lord is dealing with me on this right now, that he is doing something different and he will do different things in our life, is because he wants to take us to the next level. He don't want us to try and put him in a box and think that God got to do it like this all the time. God can do it any way he wants. If he wanted to, he could have flew out to the, the, the disciples. One of the things said, what? He could have teleported himself. I mean, he could have come out any way he chose to. He just chose to walk on water. And that was a, there was a message in that, you see. And one of the messages that God is, is letting me to see, because, you know, in our minds, you know, there's a certain way that we have to travel on water. Mm-mm. God is dealing with me on this. I've been preaching this a long time. In our minds, you either got to swim in water or you got to float on a boat or something. But what God was saying is, look, I don't have to deal with water the same way you do. What God is sending a message to you and I is that we don't have to deal with situations the way everybody else do. Jesus, everything he did was a teachable moment. Everything Jesus did, we don't have to deal with the death of our loved ones the way everybody else do. We don't have to deal with problems in the marriage like everybody else do. We don't have to deal with problems in the family like everybody. We God said, look, I, I don't have, look, I'm not bound to deal with this thing the same way that you all do. And God wants to send a message to us because Peter walked on water too mm-hmm. for a while. What God says, look, the same way I don't have to deal with this like everybody else, if you will have faith in me, come on, somebody, you don't have to deal with this like everybody. Peter walked on water, too. Peter walked on water, too, for a while. For a while, Peter was walking just like God, as long as his faith was just right. And I want to encourage somebody under the sound of my voice, as long as your faith is just right, you, too, child of God, can be walking and doing some things just like God, just like God. During the fourth watch of the night, verse 25, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Jesus said, look, (laughs) oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus said, look, Robert, the lake does not dictate to me how I travel on it. I dictate to the lake how I travel on. I want to encourage you, child of God. Situations don't dictate to us how we respond to, uh, to them, but rather the same God that is in us that allows Jesus to walk on water, that's what dictates how we respond to situations. God decided how he responded to the lake, not the lake tell him how to respond. He told the lake, you and I have that same power. The God in us will tell us how to respond to situations. We don't have to be afraid of death like everybody else. The God in us will tell us, don't be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of the one that can kill the body, but after that can do no more. We, 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 don't, have, we don't have to go by the same rules. Jesus, look, what I'm trying to show you is you don't have to always go by the same rules of everybody else. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. 
And it's, that's why it's important to find out like Peter. Because Peter said, look, I know, how, I, know for, I know how I've been dealing with water. Now, Lord, you're asking me to deal with water in a different way. You're asking me to deal with water in a way that I have never dealt with water before. You're asking me to deal with water in a whole new way, but I want to make sure that it's you. Because my attempts to deal with this in this way, if it's not you, I could die. Lord, if it's you. I that Peter was, you know, trying to be rebellious, trying to be stubborn. He just wanted to make sure because Peter said, look, this is a big move. This is a big time move here. And when it's time for big time moves, we want to be sure that it's the Lord because if not, we can look real stupid real fast. If not, we can be real dead real fast. If not, we can be real hurt real fast. The Bible says when the disciples saw him walking on a the lake, they were terrified. Now, see, that's, that's what happens to us sometimes if we're not careful when we see God do things in a way that's different. See, that's what happened. That's what messed around and happened to the Jews when Jesus came on the scene 2,000 years ago. They had a way of worship. They had a way of going about things. They had a way of teaching. They had a way of, and Jesus come in and broke up all that stuff. And it scared them. It shook them up. And see, children of God, this is why part of, and what God is dealing with me on right now, and God said, Robert, tell my people that part of the reason why I want them up under my word on a regular basis is God says my word helps keep them flexible to the new moves of the spirit. Mm, mm, that's strong, Lord. That's strong. His word helps keep us flexible. Now, we talk oftentimes, and what God is flashing in my spirit now to give you all a parable on this, we talk oftentimes about how a potter works on clay on the wheel. Do you know what a potter got to keep right on putting on that clay? Water. Why? Because the water keeps the clay, it keeps it pliable, it keeps it flexible so it can be molded. Once if he ever mess around and, and don't keep that water on it at a certain level and that clay will harden up, he's not going to shape it into anything. Well, this is why God wants you and I, part of the reason why God wants you and I up under his word. His word is much like the water. We are much like the clay. If you ain't getting God's word on a steadily basis, then you don't got, got hard in some craziness. You don't got hard in some foolishness. You don't got hard in some nonsense. But God will keep us up under the word, keep up on us under his word so that we can stay flexible, so he can keep shaping us into whatever he wants, stuff that when he looking stuff we don't be just right, he can form us into something else. But without that water, then you start, you start becoming like the old adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, the reason why, what you're saying is that, that uh, you know, even though I don't agree with that statement, but basically what you're saying is that dog has got set in his ways. Some of you all, you just set in your ways. If Jesus, Jesus himself could come down here and tell some of you all to do certain things, you still wouldn't do it because you done made, you done, you done just, you done decided. And this is why, this is why, you know, uh, every, the Bible says everybody who's crying, Lord, Lord, not going to enter into the heaven. Lord, keep us up under the water of your word. Mess around in the shower and try to get a lather with the soap with no water. You know that ain't going to work. You know, that's, you know that's foolishness. Why? Because in order for the soap to lather up, you've got to keep a certain amount of water coming. 
in order for you and I to stay pliable and to stay flexible and for God to be able to, to, to do new things and bless us in new ways and take us to new dimension and reveal, we've got to stay up under the word. Now, we're not just staying up under, we're not just studying God's word around here on a daily basis just to be doing something. We understand that there are blessings that we can't even find them. Anytime you do things like God won't, God got something, God's got something good planned for you. Anytime. It's when we don't do things like God wants. And now, now God got some things that are not so pleasant planned for us. Bible said they saw him walking on the lake. They saw him dealing with the lake in a manner that was not familiar to them. See, they were limited by their interpretation, their uh, response, their previous responses to the lake. They had never seen nobody walk on no lake before. They hadn't even heard about nobody walking on no lake before. But here is Jesus doing what you ain't seen nobody else do before, behaving in a way you ain't never seen nobody behave before, acting in a way you ain't never seen nobody act before. Here come Jesus. The Bible says they were terrified. They were terrified. Sometimes, like I said, it can be, it can be scary. You know, you done got your little comfort zone. You done got comfortable thinking a certain way, comfortable or worship in a certain way, comfortable, and here comes somebody going to show you something totally different. But the thing is, even though Jesus showed them something totally different, it was God. God can come in and shake up your whole form of worship. God can come in and shake up your whole family relations. God can come in and shake up your whole career. God can come in and shake up your, God can come in and shake it up. See, you, you don't need to be holding on to nothing and nobody too, too tight because God said, look, I can come in and shake that up. They were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Well, well, what happens to us sometimes when God presents himself in a way that's different to us? Sometimes we can make the wrong judgment concern. Sometimes we can start lying on it. Sometimes we can start lying about it. Sometimes we can start lying about that church just because we don't understand why they're doing things different than the way we've been seeing. Sometimes we can lie on that individual just because he or she is doing things different from the way we, we are used to seeing things done. It's a ghost. That's what they said. Now, that's a lie. They done lied on the Lord. They have just lied on the Lord. The Bible says, but Jesus said to them, immediately said to them, take courage. Well, why? Because Jesus realized the, the source of their the reason why they were telling this lie. It was because of fear. Fear can have us telling lies on people, places, and things. Fear. Fear. You know, I, I never forget, you know, I went to Dubai, went to Qatar. You know, and in my mind, in fact, I suggested that to one of the one of the saints. And they were talking about, I ain't, ain't going to have nobody kidnap me. Ain't gonna have I see, see, well, this is what our media be showing us about Middle East and and you know, different places in the Middle East. You know, we were, somebody going to get us and cut our heads off and different things. I went to Dubai, was in Qatar and, and, and in different parts of the Middle East, and 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 our Persian, I don't know if I want to say brothers just yet, uh, but, but they, we were treated with the utmost respect. 
But now, if I just gonna base my impression and and my opinion on what a, a lot of what we're being fed in the media and a lot of that, then I've been like, oh, hey man, you know, same thing when I first went to Nigeria, you know, yeah. I'd been had had all fixed up in my mind. All of them thieves, all of them crooks. Everybody gonna try to get you. They gonna try. Went over there and was treated with the utmost respect. Same thing when I went to China. All kinds of things we be see. That's why you know until you don't experience the people, until you don't experience the place, until you don't experience the thing, it's why to sometimes shut up. To shut up. Because all of what you read in the newspaper, all of what you read on see on television, all of what you read on the internet is not always the truth. Here the disciples are. These are Jesus' disciples lying. Now let them had not found out the truth and went off and start preaching that. And they have a whole whole uh, community, a whole village of people thinking that, that Jesus was a ghost because of their lies. And that's how... That's how certain certain things have gotten into the church. Still can come in and lie, and the lie just spread. A whole lot of folk ran with that lie, believed that lie, and there's certain things that's in the church, you know. That's just lies that somebody messed around and, and, and got told or heard and ran with it and felt like it was so and was real passionate and real zealous, and now I've got a whole lot of y'all running, running, running with it. Jesus said to them, "Take courage. See, courage, courage will help you. Courage will help you. You stop believing lies. Courage. You got to have courage. Now, if you believe everybody in the, in the Middle East gonna get you and cut your head off, then you won't even go over there. So you, so that that spirit of fear keep you bound. Where you break, you get the courage to bust out and go on over there and come find them. Man, anybody trying to cut my head off over here? But it takes courage. You you gotta you gotta you gotta have courage. You believe it, man. If I go down in the in the in that part of town, they gonna get me. So now you won't go down in that part of town because you're afraid and you thinking they gonna get you and you telling everybody that they can't go down there because they gonna get you. Then you finally get the courage to go down there. You come up, man. Ain't nobody even thinking about me down here. Take courage. Courage will help you and I bust up the belief of lies and the propagation of lies. Courage. Courage. Take courage. Jesus, quit being scared. And, and see what's going on. Scared to have you seeing things one way. Courageous people see things another way. Scared jokers see things one way. Courageous jokers see things a whole nother way. Jesus, I ain't telling you to see things like a scared joker. Look at look at what look at what what what, what you don't come up with being scared. Look at how you done um, processed, summed up things by being scared. Jesus said, "It is I." See, Jesus, look. When you take courage, you can see the truth. When you take courage, so Jesus said, look, take courage, it is I. He didn't say it is I, take courage, uh-uh, because see, now I'm trying to convince you of this lie. Uh-uh, first thing, let's get you back on the side of courage, because on the side of courage, you, you, there's, one, there's one vantage point on the side of courage, there's another vantage point on the side of scared. Scared joker. Scared joker got all kinds, they're going to get us. We've got to be careful. You know, we can't say that. 
Remember, we can't do that. Can't go here. Can't go there. Watch out. Here they come. Uh-uh. Hey! Peter's the Lord, if it's you. Now, one thing about Peter, you know, oftentimes we hear about Peter, you know, got a little afraid there, you know, when there was time for dying time. But Peter was a pretty much a courageous character. But what Jesus wanted to show him is, look, that no matter how courageous you may be as, as just a man, there's still some fear in you. Peter wasn't perfect. Jesus was. That's why Jesus wasn't afraid of anything. Jesus wasn't afraid to walk on water. <laughs> Jesus was perfect. Jesus wasn't afraid to blast the Pharisees and the Sadducees and Peter. Jesus was perfect. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. Jesus was perfect. He wasn't afraid of nobody, no time. See, but us, we ain't perfect. We'd be like, man, you know, they might get us, you know, if we don't get ready. Right you know. Jesus, well, you don't read about Jesus being afraid of no wild animals, sleep right outside in the garden of Gethsemane. Kind of olive, Jesus won't scare nothing, nowhere, no how, because he was perfect. So this is one of the reasons why God, another reason why God wanted something under his word, to perfect us. Because as we are perfected in him, perfect love, perfect word of God will be casting out fear. You find yourself becoming more courageous as you accept the word of God. Jesus said, take courage. Get back to my word. That was a command and an instruction, all in saying, take courage. And this was Jesus saying that. So Jesus was saying, get back to my word. Some of you all understand my voice. You're scared of all kinds of things. Why? Because you're far from God's word in your belief. The more you believe and accept what God has said, the less you're going to be afraid of stuff. Afraid of this, afraid of that, afraid to say, afraid to pray. Come on, man. That's one of the first groups that won't be going to heaven. You won't have to worry about going to heaven, but you're scared yourself. You better take some courage. Bible said cowardly. That's the first group going to be left outside. Lord, if it's you, Peter said, "Look, I ain't you know, I ain't doubting. I believe it's you, but I just want to be. I want to be sure. But this is this is very serious stuff. This is not like Nigerians say. This is not small boy play. This is this is real stuff here, Lord. If it's you, tell me to come to you on the water." I'm hearing Peter in the spirit. Lord, you never told me anything wrong before. Everything you've ever told me has been right on point. And I believe that if you tell me to come to you on the water as freaked out as I was by what I'm seeing, I believe I'm going to be able to do it too. If issue, we're about to close out, children. Tell me. Tell me. Peter said, look, I ain't jumping out there unless you, you say something. Some of these places I'd be going, I'd be like, Lord, I ain't going down there if you don't say something. If I don't get a, uh, if I don't get a, a yes and a, a, a okay from you, I'm not going. Some of these places you'd be having me in. Tell me to come. Tell me to go. Lord, some of the stuff you got me saying, Lord, I ain't saying it if you don't tell me to say it. Tell me to say it. Well, certain stuff I'm trying to do, I ain't doing it unless I tell me, Lord. Tell me. Tell me to come. Jesus said, come. One word. One word. I got contacted. I preached in uh, one particular church in uh, Nairobi, Kenya, some few months ago. And 
preached from a topic, just one word from God, just one word. And got back here months ago, and one of the uh, saints that was in the meeting had, had looked me up, found me on Facebook, and sent me a message, said, Apostle Brian, said, you don't know me, but I was in in the church when you preached at uh, such this particular pastor's church, and I was blessed by uh, that that sermon. Just one word from God. Just one word. Jesus only Jesus only spoke one word. You say, Apostle, why is that important? Because one word from God will do more than ten thousand words from the devil in your life. One word from God can save your marriage. One word from God can save your life. One word from God can turn your business around. One word from God can take you from out of poverty into prosperity. One word from God can, can heal you. One word, one, just one. Lord, I just want to hear one word that can change your whole, the course of your life. Jesus said, come. And just because that one word was spoken, Peter, that the whole realm of impossibility to Peter, because it was impossible for him to walk on water till the Lord said, come. You say, Apostle, what you're driving at? When God, that God can give you one word that will take you from impossible. It was impossible to get a job till God said, get one. It was impossible to get, a, to get a car, to get a house. It was impossible to get that loan. It was impossible to be healed of that until God said it. But once God spoke that one word, all of that that was impossible has now not only become possible, but has now become manifest. The Bible says then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water, and came toward Jesus. I encourage you, child of God, I'm sound my voice. Be sure it's him now. Be sure it's him now. You know, this is why you want to spend time, you want to spend energy, you want to spend effort, you want to make sure that, that you as his sheep know his voice. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. He wanted to make sure now because of the magnitude and the seriousness of this move. See, as you get closer and deeper with God, there are going to be some very much, much more serious moves he's going to be asking some of you to make, and you want to make sure that it's God. Be sure it's him. The Bible says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. So he went right back to that fear. God is trying to show us something here. That courage will have you on the rise. Fear will have you sinking. Peter took courage and, and was walking by faith. It was a rise. It was a rise. That's why people be talking about, ah, apostle, I fell in love. I like, look, first of all, you don't fall in love. Love is not a fall. Love is a rise. You may, if it's really love, it's a rise. Because God is love. God is not about your falling. That's the world's talk there. I fell in love. Huh? I felt. What do you mean, fell? Why did you? Why would you fall in love? Love is not a puddle. Love is not a pile of doo doo that you fall in. Love is a rise. Love takes you higher. Love takes you up. Now you don't fall in love. You you might rise in love. If it's real love, you are gonna rise. And uh, Peter, as long as he was walking by faith and walking. Trusting in God, he was on the ride. But when he, he went back to went back to what he saw, went back to you know his his previous understanding of how you deal with water, he starts sinking. 
So to stay afloat in the things of God, you've got to keep walking by faith. The minute you start walking by sight as a child of God is the minute you and I start sinking. That's the way it works. Walk by faith, we can do all kinds of things. Walking by sight, we start falling in all kinds of things. He saw the wind. He was afraid. He began to sink. He cried, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him. You of little faith. Why did you doubt? Little faith, doubt will get us in trouble. Big faith and belief will keep us on the ride. The Lord bless you, children of God in heaven. Smile on you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you again today for this another day. Thank you, Father, for everything you have shared in our midst, Father. We, we've been blessed by your revelation, your teaching, your insight, uh, your wisdom. Thank you so much, Father. We appreciate you. We ask that you continue to watch over us and lead and guide us today in your path of righteousness for your name's sake. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Uh, three questions here. Uh, what's the significance of Jesus walking on the lake? What's the significance of Jesus walking on the lake? Number two, uh, why did Peter want to be sure it was the Lord? And number three, what can one word from God, what are some of the changes that one word from God can make in your life? Amen and amen. Saints, you all have a blessed day in Jesus' name. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.